0: Dungeon 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 dungeon
2: Dungeon dun, 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 uh, Supreme Crit Justice Murphy, joined by Supreme Crit Justices Tanner and Axford. I'm
3: back, baby! I She's, got back. She's back. I <laughs>
2: got <laughs> uh, And then, of course, we've got... Demoted,
3: then, pre- then po- promoted, so it is kind of like promoted. I returned to the motion that I was.
4: Yeah, shouldn't really be considered a... Demotion or yeah. a promotion. <laughs> just, a, just a sidestep, just a lateral move.
2: We have the sides, sidestep honorable uh, Bailiff Jake with us as well. That's right. I feel like it's been a minute since we've done a dungeon court. I guess just because we're just doing one a month now. It feels like there's less yeah. of them.
1: I thought we had solved it. I thought we had like solved all of D&D, but I guess there's more cases. Evidently.
4: Evidently, there are. We got many submissions. Sweet.
3: I can't wait.
4: Let's go ahead and throw it to Bailiff Jake. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Crit is now in session. Wow. The Honorable Supreme Crit Justices Axford, Murphy, and Tanner presiding. Woo. Beautiful. Thank you. And now shall we kick it off. The first case comes from Nicholas P. May it please the court and whomever it serves. Mm. I present the case mm. of the arch devil versus the goats. Okay. In a previous session. Oh, <laughs> <always> my-
3: animals. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's always just people murdering mouse. Yeah, basically just scroll through for farm animals. Yeah. That's how I decide. <laughs> in a previous session, my players went to the Nine Hells where they struck a deal with an archdevil to get immunity to Hellfire in exchange for the archdevil to get their souls if they ever die in the Nine Hells. Whoa. Flash oh, forward,
3: that's so fun! It's a cool pretty standard.
4: Yeah. Flash forward to the recent session where a crazed magical devil polymorphed all but one of them into goats. The cleric, the only non-GOAT member, then cast Firestorm to injure the GOAT players enough that they revert back to normal. I ask, does this fall under the realm of death in the Nine Hells, and would they get their souls taken? They technically had taken more damage than their max HP as GOATs, so the GOATs theoretically died. I await your swift and righteous judgment. No, sorry.
3: (laughs) Mm, They're they're not
4: GOATs, they're polymorphed.
3: I, yeah, I think like, mm. if you're polymorphed, like, I think probably polymorph would be a way to get around a contract, right? Because it's like, you can't do this. But if mm. you polymorph, I think that you're like a different creature.
2: Really? So you think that if, so that's, I'd, you would consider that like a PC death if somebody was like, I got turned into a goat and then no, you I, hit me and I no, turned back into a person. No, I just no said person. the opposite.
3: I just said the opposite. I'm saying, like, I feel like if you have a contract and it's like, if you die in here, then it's over. Mm. But I think that the goat doesn't have that, right? But I'm thinking that Polymorph.
4: Yeah, the goat didn't make the same deal. I disagree. I think the goat is still part of the
2: deal, but I think it's all the same person. They didn't die.
1: Right, yeah, they just, like... Died, well, they like got knocked out, reverted to human form, and they're still or alive. Form, yeah, and then they made death saves, right? The
3: goat didn't make a fucking contract, <laughs> but the goat okay? is the person.
1: The goat <laughs> is the person. Yeah, I think what you're suggesting is a situation where, like, when you get polymorphed, you are substituted for another goat in another dimension,
4: which I don't think is how it works. It's a cool idea, though. No matter what, no goats went to hell. Is that what? That's what everyone's saying, right? Well the ghosts the <laughs> goats the goats were in confusing? hell. The goats were in
2: hell. I think they, right. we're oh, agreeing. they were already in hell. Yeah. They were already in hell. I
4: think we all agree that the
2: players didn't die. Is
4: that true? The player, yeah, yes. Yeah. The- I don't yeah. believe the players died. I was curious about the souls of the goats. I think and that Emily the is...
3: goat death is different than the player death. <laughs> and also, is... the goat didn't make a contract that... unless you want to a- work, Emily's goat arguing that if you shapeshift, you are allowed.
1: You are out of every contract you've signed. <laughs> I mean, I like this idea, like from like a metaphysical level, <laughs> where like when you are polymorphed the way that polymorph works is like a goat soul is taken from somewhere else and infused with you. And that is why you're able to transform to a goat. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe there are goat souls that are now in hell under yeah. the command of this fiend.
4: But Murph also mentioned the goats were already in hell. They were summoned from hell. The goats, everyone's yeah, okay, already Okay, wait, wait, in hell. Let's, yeah. let's
3: bring it to a different situation. Kay. If I'm in a campaign, let's right. say I'm with Hard One. Hard kay. One made a deal with someone that he's like, I can't go into that house. I, I promised, mm-hmm. I, or I promised I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go to that bar. Right. And mm-hmm. then I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, what if I pie more for you? And take <laughs> right, <different laughs> then range? that bar is
4: like throwing a really cool party and Hard One, and Hard One needs to come. He's still
2: going into the
3: bar. <laughs> but yeah. I would try it though. I would try it. And I then would the do devil some kill hard i didn't
4: realize they were doing a dart contest that weekend i really need to play I do
3: some inside <laughs> checks and see if it was feasible this, it's, this i would these try druid shenanigans
4: emily
2: of thinking that you can get out of contracts fuckery. by being an animal no no
3: no It's not thinking I can get out. It's thinking I can try. Okay, yeah, that's true. You can
1: always you can always try. I would agree with that. If you die in goat form, do you die in real life? I don't think you do.
4: That's major. That's yeah, right. That's the I guess that's the core, the essence of the question. So it sounds like the core is aligned,
2: regardless of what we feel about animals being beholden to contracts (laughs) of which emily has very strong opinions
3: oh my god i just almost snorted kombucha out my nose and i really think i have some carbonation in my oh yeah
4: that's a fizzy that's a fizzy drink
2: regardless of what we agree or disagree on there the question is not That the question is, did the players die? Hypothetically,
3: could the person doing the polymorph do some kind of arcana or religion check to make the polymorph so real?
2: I think there's a true polymorph Where yeah, okay, you can okay. permanently turn somebody into something.
3: All right, that's mm. fair. True polymorph mm-hmm. but true polymorph could get yes. you out of a contract. I don't think it could though, because it's still you.
2: Like you still, it's like. <laughs> but if true I turn- polymorph
4: in that in that instance, the that player would then go to hell because that's yeah. that's that would be. But really- it, no,
2: it would still be Moonshine the Goat. She would still have the same soul. This is getting like philosophical. Like <laughs> okay, if I turn Emily into try. a goat, <laughs> she is still Emily. She's just Emily the Goat. <laughs>
4: Right, right. And we're saying if that if if that goat Emily died and they and the goat Emily had made this contract would she go to hell? It seems like yes. yes. Yeah, right. yes. But in this instance, the the brief polymorph, which was not a true polymorph, means it's not that's not a true death. Which okay. means these players their souls are fine, and they are not yeah. in hell. Yes. You know what?
3: I'm reading Polymorph right now, and the wording is the spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form, and so I therefore rescind what I was going to say, and I would I would have been like, let's try this, and then I would have read the spell and been like, you know what? I don't think it will You rescind
2: work. the cows can't sign contracts defense?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, this person did not uh, seem like they had a, Nick, like Nicholas didn't have a side of this character case, but we have to rule against somebody. Like, Nicholas just posed the question. Well, didn't Nicholas say that Nicholas was the
3: DM, right? Nicholas
2: is the DM.
4: Yes, but they only said, uh, they only asked the question. They only said, would, would their souls get punished? I think
3: that we need to punish taken? them for posing the question. Yeah,
4: I'm sorry. Yeah? <laughs> okay. That's fair. I think that's Yeah, fair.
2: I think that's, if, if you don't give us anyone to punish, we have no choice but to punish you. But we're mm-hmm. we're all on the side of the players here, right, that they didn't die. Right. Yes. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they didn't die. Because they, they,
3: they just reverted to
2: their Actually, true form. And
4: Nicholas strategically doesn't tell us what happened in their campaign. They yeah. said that mm. this happens to their players, and then they say, do, does My this guess count? is there might
2: have been a debate. There might have been like, "Ha ha, I tricked you!" And then the players were like, "What? No!" And then they got into an <laughs> argument, and then
4: it was never decided. <laughs> Suffice to say, I think it's fair that we rule against Nicolas. I yeah. think that you know yes. what?
3: I'm actually gonna uh, take it one step further and just say like, um, props to that cleric. That's just a really fun move. Yeah, I just think yeah, that's that, was cool. a, that was good thinking. That's you know fun. what? If
2: mm-hmm. if you wanted to, if you wanted to screw them over. A great way to do it would have been. What was the
3: spell that they used? Firestorm to say. Firestorm. That That was hellfire because it's fire in
2: hell, and they were immune to it. I thought
3: that's what I thought that's where this question was going. In which case, I was going to say the goats didn't make that deal. Yeah,
2: I was no. The goats are still immune to hellfire, (laughs) Emily. Your goats get around stuff. Defense is bunk.
4: They goats don't sign contracts.
2: The goats do sign contracts. If you are a person who signs a contract and then you become a goat, you are still responsible for those
1: contracts. Can I recommend a punishment, Nicholas? Yeah. Uh, I think that they have to DM for four goats. Yes. I think that's great.
3: Whoa, like goat yoga, but goat goat
1: DMing. Yeah. (laughs) goat D. it's i mean it'll be very fun and you'll get some cute photos out of it but they are going to eat your uh your player screen they're going to eat your DM's the logic screen. holds up because nicholas they're definitely is gonna
3: choke on a die like like and you're gonna humans. have to <laughs> heimlich maneuver a goat okay
1: so the yeah,
2: punishment right. uh you must dm for some goats
4: cool uh <laughs> so, so ordered uh all right the next case comes from Cass m Cass writes Honorable justices, and I guess Jake too, fair Girl. enough. <laughs> I am the DM for my friends and I'm worried I was too harsh. Mm. One of my Ooh. players is a dragonborn potion maker. Some quests are focused on them finding new potions or ingredients, and the most recent potion I
3: Fucking love that.
4: The most recent potion called for a white dragon scale. I thought it would lead to a future quest, but instead my player asked if they could remove one of their own scales. <laughs> I thought this was clever, and mm. I said yes, with a successful con save since you're effectively ripping off your skin. The player mm-hmm. then asked if they could rip off their own scales more often in order to sell them. I said it would cause a decrease in AC if too many scales were removed. Yeah, 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 okay. for, yeah. For, great yeah call. for
3: sure. That's a great call.
4: Without giving them time to grow back. My players seemed bummed, and I'm worried I ruined their fun. Should no. I let my PC rip off their scales? <laughs>
1: I think-, I think you offered a perfect uh, counterbalance to this. Yeah, I think, I think that's a that weird perfectly. energy to
4: bring too. Is to be like,
2: I I want to sell my skin. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like
3: even yeah, if like
4: th- this campaign is, it's already just like it's. Quest for potions and stuff. Yeah, and this player yeah. is like, I want to become a salesperson. Yeah, it's the equivalent <laughs> yeah. of a human being like,
3: can I pull out my tooth and? Yeah, sell can I it? pull out
2: my teeth all the time? Sure yeah. can. Why?
1: <laughs> Although I would argue that the weirdness is inherent because like you're still ripping out like the scale of a dragon, which is like a sentient beast in this world. So like it's it's a little weirder because it's like a a player doing it, but like you're still ripping scales out regardless. And like if you're a dragonborn, you got to feel like that's a little weird to but do. But presume.
2: Presumably you're hunting them like you've killed this other dragon or something yeah. like that, versus
4: like ripping off your own It's so weird to me to like play a fantastical campaign where you're yeah. like stalking <laughs> for dragons, making potions, and then you're like, actually I want to stay home and sell stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what people do for life. There's
2: so many people that play like that where they're just like, How do I get around playing
4: this game? Yeah. yeah. How do I figure <laughs> out how to not do quests? Can my character start an Etsy shop? Yeah, like you can. <laughs> you could just okay. do that as a person.
3: Argument though, um, I, this is not unfair. This this DM totally yeah. right. Awesome. However, yeah. I do think that like a character starting an Etsy shop, having a resource heavy campaign is really quite yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. But I I think that... Oh, the, yeah. Playing like a traveling merchant. I think yeah. no,
2: nobody wants to like visualize that. Just this like Dragonborn yeah. ripping yeah, their the scales the thing, off and like, then selling it's them. Really
3: un, it's really unpleasant.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think that's the thing is like you got to maybe ratchet up the punishment each time it's like you've got to be like oh this is starting to scab over and get infected yeah. like, you're you're losing ac and also you're taking a level of exhaustion like really make it unpleasant for the player
3: yeah i was thinking that like you might take like a um penalties to their con yeah Yeah. you know Mm -hmm. like like okay once you like sell this many then your con permanently drops (laughs) drops one not the not the smaller number the bigger number if they have like 18 con it might go down to 17 you know Mm
4: -hmm. yeah the sales roles should also be made with disadvantage because like can you imagine approaching (laughs) someone to like buy something and it's your skin and you're like bleeding you're like yeah do you want this people would be like no (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're i'm not (laughs) interested where did this come from
1: uh, yeah. Is this a? Where did you get this dragon scale? Oh. <laughs> just hiding the giant wound. I
3: just feel like this player, if they want to make money, they should just start like taking quests. Yeah, um, <laughs> just and, play like, the game. have some more fun it. with it. It's
1: very funny <laughs> to picture somebody like ripping a scab off and eating it and being like, "I win." Yeah, I
4: beat you. <laughs> I beat the game, you fool. So, was <laughs> do you guys think Cass was not hard enough? Yeah, I think that actually, Cast
3: had the perfect response. Yeah, I think that you had the perfect response, and your players being disappointed. I feel like they might be disappointed in the moment, but ultimately, they're gonna have a more fun game for it. Totally. So, like, yeah. you didn't disappoint them.
4: Yeah, the game has highs and lows. It's nice to be disappointed so you can be happy later. Yeah, a-
3: exactly. As
2: with all of this, <laughs> as with all of this stuff, you can always talk to your player like out of character and just be like, "Hey, so um, I'm cool with you finding like." Fun ways to get around this stuff, but also, you know, no one necessarily wants to listen to you rip your skin off.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you why? get that, right? And you
2: understand? Surely you, you understand that. that. You understand
3: surely that. this is a reasonable yeah. thought. You have uh, to get
1: that. There's a difference between a bit and like a character feat. <laughs> like if yes. you do it like once or twice, it's kind of funny. But if you make it like a core component of your character, it becomes a little yeah. weird. Yeah, it'd be like if Beverly ripped his own teeth out.
3: <laughs> and I was like, you're going to have to.
1: Beverly
2: knows there's a line. Or
3: like, ripped yeah. his nails off. Oh, my God. Oh, why? Let's this... move on to sentencing, please. Let's move
2: on to sentencing. Yes, we're yes, on the yes, same yes. side here. Of course. We're, we're against the dragonborn ripping their scales off. Mm-hmm. Ugh. What do we have to do to them that they're not already doing to themselves? I <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: no, That's what I was just <laughs> thinking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got to go to the dermatologist. Yeah. (laughs) You have to take
4: care of your scales. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You need to go to the dermatologist once a week and specifically like uh, one that's kind of far away. Yeah. And also it's really, I mean, it's really, it's
4: hard to get a dermatologist appointment, let alone a standing appointment once a week. You're going to be on the phone a lot.
1: (laughs) And I think that like you have to go, even if they don't accept your insurance coverage. Exactly. exactly. But I'm saying
2: it has
3: to be at least (laughs) 15 miles away it's
1: perfect <laughs> and
2: is this in-game or in real life they have to go. To the this in real life is in real and life. they oh, also have to
3: they also have to book it so that it's like they're either that they're perfectly like they go at like two so that they're driving home or they go at like three so they're driving home with um rush oh. hour traffic oh that's perfect oh. yeah i've got oh, it too man.
2: you have to go to a different dermatologist every week and explain to them your in-game problem
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay now we're just punishing dermatologists yeah that's
2: true <laughs>
4: So ordered.
3: so ordered. So ordered.
4: So ordered. So ordered. So ordered. Our next case comes from Andrew PGL. May it please the court and any cats within earshot. I come. <gasps> Cute. Wow. Pandering. Oh my God, they know. Oh my I gosh. come to you with a case in which I was not a participant, but a witness. Mm. I'm a player oh. in a game with a ranged rogue, specifically one who uses cunning action. Hide a la Deadeye to get advantage and sneak attack via unseen attacker. Uh-huh, hmm. okay. Tensions peaked in last week's session when the DM denied him advantage despite his 30 plus stealth roll because he was shooting from behind the same hedge he had already fired from. The Knolls were keeping an eye on it. This dispute ended the session a half an hour earlier than we usually would. Who was in the wrong here? Should the DM have honored the high stealth roll and given to him advantage, or should shooting from the same place twice nullify that? Okay, can I
3: ask ask Murph a question? There might be, I guess I'm saying, like, is the argument that the gnolls are using active perception or something like that? Like, are they, I thought that stealthing as a rogue was like, okay, you do your stealth role, and then... Well, you
2: do need something to hide behind. So the rules do have, we usually, because we're theater of the mind, we don't really deal with that. But if we were playing a crunchy home game, you could be like, hey, you're in the middle of a field you're going to make this hide check with disadvantage or unless you're a halfling and you have some ability that lets you hide behind larger creatures you can't hide right now like that is a mm-hmm. fine ruling it's not that's a
3: fine ruling but yeah. they had a hedge
2: i know but if i mean think about it if somebody's in like a if you're watching like a movie with like a western gunfight or something and and somebody's hiding behind like a saloon door and keeps popping out and shooting you know that dude's mm-hmm. back there, view. But this if he's is only twice. It's right. only
3: twice, and I feel like a hedge can be really thick. <sighs> so you might be like, "Shit, how far into the hedge should Here's, they go?"
4: But also, like with the with the hedge, you know you know the dude's back there, but you don't know when they're gonna jump up and shoot.
3: Exactly. That's
4: yeah. that's like the the that's the mystery of disappearing Whoa. behind the window.
3: That almost makes me think like I wonder if a rogue could ever get like. uh If they held their turn, their action, just one turn, if they, if if there was this, like, you can't hide behind the same place twice, then could you add the element of surprise? I'm coming out on a different round.
4: Oh, (laughs) you could also argue that coming up from the same place twice is surprising because they might be looking for somebody moving. It's like the Jake. Did they did they mention whether or not the
1: Knowles made a perception check to like discern where the arrows? Oh were yeah, that's from. what
3: I was trying to understand, Murph. Because I actually I I feel like when I've played when I've played with rogues, I see the DMs always say, "Oh, make a hide check." Right, and then mm-hmm. I, but I didn't know if the DMs were behind the screen rolling perception mm. checks for the combatant.
4: The DM said the, that the Knowles were keeping an eye on it. "Quote: That's all we have." So that that could imply that's, that's a limited information.
2: Th- but that's a when we play live, it's no fun to, and and this goes for D twenty as well. Brennan's not going to sit there and roll perception checks on a rogue that gets a thirty or something like that. And also, like we're trying to keep it moving. But if you're playing a really yeah. crunchy, combat-heavy campaign at home, you might say, "Hey, you can't hide here" or something like that. I Which, guess like, that's.
3: Uh, I guess that's what. Even I- if
2: if if we are in an empty void and you roll a forty on a uh, stealth check, your DM can still be like, "There's nowhere to hide." Yeah, but this
3: person has a hedge. So no matter what...
2: Know that they're... I I, I don't necessarily... I think that it's a little cheap if the DM didn't give them a heads up because... I feel like everyone should be let in on that logic. It's like they yeah. saw you shoot them and then you just went back to the same place.
1: I think you're right. That's like the bigger problem is that like they like let them get that far that let them get to the point where they're rolling their stealth check and then they told them that they couldn't do it. Like you should have like alerted them before the stealth check was even made. I feel like Certainly. Yeah, yeah,
3: for sure. But it
2: does sound like everybody was being a little bit uncouth considering that this ended the session half an hour early can you imagine your dm being like you actually don't get advantage here and you fighting so hard we have to stop playing yeah also this person
3: (laughs) was like i was just a passive witness makes me think that this person was maybe not on the side of the rogue either (laughs) like maybe everyone went to a slightly unreasonable place (laughs) yeah yeah there's a there's a chance
1: that like the rogue was warned That like this is what was going to happen. Yeah, we don't know anyway, and then we're mad about it. I it sounds like everyone's getting a little lost in the crunch.
3: Mm, Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's
1: that's fine. You're, I mean, like especially
2: for home games, the reason we don't get super super crunchy is because Mm -hmm. we have to um, keep it entertaining. But if we were sitting there with like a freaking Warhammer mat, and it was essentially like me versus you guys, and we're like playing, you know, combat with minis and stuff, I might be like. Yeah, you're behind a fucking shrub. This dude is not a <laughs> moron. Like, they have, like, a an average intelligence or whatever. You just popped up and shot them for probably, like, 70 damage because you're a rogue, and then you popped back down. You did a real good job hiding yourself, but any intelligent yeah. creature is going to know that that's probably where you are. <sighs> that's, that's the
4: thing that I keep bumping mm-hmm. against, though, because if you go behind a hedge, you have no idea. He could come up from any other part of the hedge. And that's, if and that's why if you come up somewhere else, you get advantage. <laughs> And if you don't, then <laughs> yeah, they know they, where you, you are.
2: That's the logic of hide.
4: If somebody, if somebody, like, shot me with a Nerf gun and then jumped behind a fence. I would. I. They, think, didn't uh, fence, they didn't jump behind a fence. They didn't jump behind a fence. A hedge. A hedge is like. I guess. It, like. What do. You, what's. It, what do you guys picture as a hedge?
3: I'm picturing a tall hedge. I think I'm. I'm confused by a. He- by your definition of hedge. Your. Your definition of hedge seems to be it's, knee high. It's like a bush. I think of a hedge as being a tall bush. Yeah.
4: I think of hedge as a fence. You're thinking of a shrub.
3: I'm gonna go ahead and abstain from this one because <laughs> I actually don't know what what is expected w- in a normal thing to for to hide
2: action i would have uh, to imagine
4: that it couldn't have been that long let me just show i'm going i'm just i'm i'm submitting into evidence <laughs> i'm submitting into <it> evidence <laughs> a so google scary. image search of a hedge I, that's cuz I, I don't want us to get locked yeah, into thinking of saying. that the hedge is that a hedge is not a shrub some
1: of these hedges are knee high is what i'm getting at here With people a are poking t- over
3: can.
4: But I I agree with Murph that, like, if you jump behind a small shrub, again, you didn't hide the second time. But I think if you jump behind a long hedge... A hedge
3: hedge maze, my friends?
4: Yeah. I think there's a world where you could argue it. That's all I'm saying. You
3: could
2: argue it, but, like, they didn't... The thing is, is that they didn't move. So they didn't... You wouldn't... I don't agree they with did. the logic they that you'd be surprised action. that they didn't move. They use a bonus usually,
3: action to hide, so that's essentially moving. That's diving behind the hedge. But if, they, that's r- not saying it's the
4: smacking the gophers logic. Um, you know when you're you're at Dave and Buster's and the gophers are popping up. Sometimes the same one pops yes, up but twice. That's, a, that's specifically yeah. a game with no danger. If there's Jake, if, if you if are
3: talking is, me away from my. If abstinent. there is like if there is
4: like <laughs> yes. trench,
3: if there is like <laughs> trench
2: warfare or something like that, the people aren't shooting. In random spots, thinking that the dude is going to move.
3: Okay, I... They're shooting
2: where the fire is coming from.
3: I am now going Combat to Combat is around
2: is six seconds.
3: I am now going to introduce what uh. I like to call the fired-up Jake precedent, <laughs> which is if Jake gets really fired up, there's something there. I, <laughs>
4: wow, I like that. I'm a little fired up.
1: <laughs> the, the fire can burn on both sides because uh, I find myself aligned with Murph. If you fill your mouth with crunch... And then your gums start bleeding. You know what? What did you expect? Yeah. What did you fucking expect? I, I gotta come down with Murph on this one. I
3: don't know anything about how to um run run combat against a rogue, so I am not weighing in um in anything other than I like uh Jake's passionate <laughs> defense. <laughs> I, I let me
2: let me say this. This is because 'cause I'm very, playing a rogue right this now. This is with this is with very limited information. I will say that mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule it like that. I would say if you're hiding, I'm just going to give you advantage. That's generally what I'm going to do. But if someone were to yeah. argue me and be like, no, this isn't how I run combat. If you're going to just stay in the same spot, the dudes are going to know where you are. Because that logic is yeah. kind of insane. Like, let's take that out of the hedge situation. If they situation. Were going
3: to, Okay. Uh, there yeah. is the thing if you're a rogue you can uh, optional thing from Tasha's. you can do steady aim which is like a bonus action just to get advantage if the DM's like if you hide there again they're going to know where you are so you're not hiding couldn't yeah. you then just be like alright I guess I'll steady aim
1: yeah I mean if you have that feat yes for
2: sure so it's I, not a
3: feat it's, I, a, it's just a optional thing oh for you're rogues. right okay yeah. cool, cool so yeah. I
2: would say if I were the DM I would have not done this but I respect <laughs> the DM's right to do this Mm-hmm. And I also think that it doesn't speak well for the player that the session ended yeah, half an hour I, early. I think it it's not a huge deal to lose advantage, even if I, I think if this were the DM submitting it and they relented and they were, mm-hmm. or, or if the DM submitted this and they were like, and my player seemed really disappointed. Was I too harsh? I would probably mm. say yeah, they were too harsh. Like I get why your player was disappointed there, but. In the current situation, which is like, were they technically allowed to do this? I think the DM was probably technically allowed to do this. And then also, I'm not going to give the player that much credit because they ended the session. I think that (laughs) we
3: need to, though, I think we do need to acknowledge that one thing that that needs to be acknowledged is that hedges can be tall.
1: (laughs) Hedges. Oh, and they can be long. We know they can
2: be tall. They can
3: tall. be tall. They can be long. We know we they just, can be made. to say that.
1: Could you? Yeah, I think you're gonna need to send us an AutoCAD render of these
4: hedges. <laughs> can a long. hedge
1: just be a bush, though? Can you just have a short <laughs> yes. hedge?
2: Yeah, I, I think thought have so. a Short hedge. But like, like, I don't
4: think I, I think that's a shrub, though. It can be short, but it can't. But I think it's still long. I but it's a <laughs> hedge shrub and a shrub, not a hedge. I do think a hedge <laughs> signals a border. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think a hedge. A hedge is a border. But I think you can have a little hedge.
3: You can, you can you can have, have a, a short little one, hedge. But I think you all, certainly can, yeah. but it's I'm not seeing any hedges that a person couldn't hands and knee be on their hands and knees behind.
1: Right, of course they could. <laughs> okay, I, I think what I'm going to do is tall. I'm going to uh, abstain for the next 30 minutes and then leave. Okay, um, <laughs> why don't we go ahead and
2: why don't we go ahead and make our our votes? I'm going to. I, I think the DM was too harsh for my tastes. But yeah. I respect your you're right.
1: Um, so I'm going <laughs> to side with the DM. Yeah, I think um yeah, I I don't like how this shook down, but without any further information, I feel like it it, it does lean in the DM's favor. I will rule with the DM. Um
3: I'm going to rule with Jake that um hedges <laughs> are tall.
1: Oh
2: shit.
4: <laughs> Wow. I love that. Is I the fucking jury love hung?
1: It. Yeah, I think the jury can
2: be hung. I'm cool with that because honestly, I feel like people are going to freak out about this one every once in a while. Yeah. yeah, every once in a while we have a case where everyone gets so mad at us. Uh, and I fully I say I am happy to I be don't split. know how
3: to run combat for a rogue so Sweet. I'm only weighing in that hedges can be tall. The
4: bailiff persuaded you from the <laughs>
2: back I th- of the court. You guys, you guys both seem to be kind of on the player side here, I think. I think don't Yeah, be, no, I <laughs> am. Don't, don't let us browbeat you into we're not trying to do that.
3: Uh, the only thing I'm defending right now is the p- potential height of hedges <laughs> okay?
1: Right, I say that we don't offer uh, a judgment and then we run and hide in the nearest hedge maze so no one can get us.
3: <laughs> oh, that's a good punishment. There's oh, yeah. there
1: is
2: no punishment. The jur- the yeah, the the uh, crit court is hung. That doesn't even make sense, <laughs> but it can happen with us. Do we punish ourselves? Oh, yes. great call. I think
3: we punish ourselves. We're going to punish and ourselves And we all get not... to spend a day in a hedge maze.
2: Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, no that's one. fun. Whoa. Yeah, our punishments can be fun. Cause <gasps> yeah, that's awesome. Mark that
4: corrupt.
3: That would be so fun. You know what would be fun? Yeah,
4: cause... no water, but we can have a, flasp, oh, so we can get maze, a flask. Oh, it is maze maze.
2: Uh, it's
4: corn maze season, for sure. It's corn maze season, for sure. It's corn, season corn maze sure.
3: season. We go to a corn maze, and then like, so what, how this works is, there's like a- um, okay, What are you going to say? Okay, this is getting really
1: weird. What? Say it. Okay, so there's like
3: there is like a keg, and you can fill it with with whatever you want, and it has all these really long skinny straws. What?
1: (laughs) What the fuck are Are you? you, Is is this how you beat the maze?
3: (laughs) No, I was just thinking of a fun hedge maze party.
1: Wait,
2: why do you have Let's skinny straws? Let's move on. You have to describe the skinny straws. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking on. about,
3: Murph? I just everyone want is. G-
2: everyone <laughs> wants to know what you're talking about. Does anyone else know what you meant by the
1: skinny straws? I think. Wait. No. I think you mean that so you could like go into the maze, but you're still <laughs> sipping from the straw wherever you are in the maze.
3: I realize that is kind of flawed. Okay, it's a flawed premise <laughs> you because have to you explain. would. Suggest- These <laughs> straws are flawed. These are flawed <laughs> straws. Follow the straw to the ending. Wait. So Sad. wait why are there everyone
2: has a straw that's so long that it goes that it's the at the maze? end of the maze It was a
3: really I know, but wait, wait, i'm just so what was even do you guys remember when i choked out my kombucha i think a little bit of carbonation went to my brain it, in your head? and uh is pressing on a I'm, weird part of my brain i'm trying to visualize
2: what you're visualizing though <laughs> so it's everyone walking around with a super long straw in their mouth
4: Right, but you're you were worried you are worried it, that
2: it. Why would...
3: are you making me talk more about this? I pulled I jumped out of the plane. I pulled the rib cord. I'm supposed to be safe from it. What's
1: not to get, Murph? You've got a long right. straw that is retractable, like a tape measure, and you're using it to navigate the corn maze. I actually think that if you went over the corn maze,
2: that in that case, it wouldn't give away where the ending was because you would generally know the direction that the straw was coming from. No, it's like Theseus from.
1: and the Minotaur, you fool. You're using that to keep track of where you've been. Your okay. straw is at the entrance, yeah. and then you keep drinking. The keg is at the entrance. You use the long straw so you know where you've been so you don't get lost in the maze. Oh, the ke- the, oh, okay. the it's at the
2: entrance. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's what But meant sometimes all you have to long.
2: double back in a maze, in a maze, maze. <laughs> Anyway. That's why you
1: have multiple straws. We, ah!
2: we have to move on.
3: Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com papa pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com papa pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties.
4: pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. This this case literally tore it tore the jury it tore yeah. the crit apart. I'm sorry.
1: Now I've got brain bubbles. I don't but know I, what happened.
4: I actually do have something for this. Uh, okay. A quick remedy because uh, I oh, I've found a question or a case that I'm considering a heartwarming <gasps> uh, crit recess. Whoa. Um, so oh. I don't think we have to judge it or anything. It was just no. Really we can p- we can sweet. punish them. We put okay, cool. them in my maze. Yeah. We could put um, them
3: in my weird fucked up. <laughs> but they don't I'm, get actually, strong. It
4: might be a case for that. So yeah. all right. Um, May writes, "May it displease the court as Whoa. much as it displeases me." Whoa! My Whoa. little, yeah, my little sister has started DMing over the last year and now has Whoa. three weekly campaigns running at the same time with Whoa. mostly new players who she has introduced to the game. Her crime, you might ask, she doesn't think she's a good DM. Aww. <laughs> This dungeon queen, who has kept the campaigns running through lockdowns, exams, terrible Wi-Fi, and players not learning their bloody character sheets, thinks she's a bad DM. The only time she took a week off was after a wisdom tooth surgery, when she physically could not speak. She's even let her maniac players choose the kind of world they want to play in, and lets one group go to Hogwarts, and another have a Star Trek campaign. Oh! Hear my plea and judge her for the most heinous crime of undervaluing her sick DM skills. If found guilty, may the court punish her harshly like giving her a medal for every session <laughs> she has run. Uh, she would surely <laughs> drown under them or having her players kiss her boots and cry play- praise to the Dungeon Mummy until she appreciates how great she is.
1: Oh, uh, this is very I safe. hereby That's declare great. that this court be named the Dungeon Mummy Court. <laughs> <The> dungeon Mummy. <laughs> uh.
3: Yeah. It sounds like she's doing an awesome job. Those sound like super fun campaigns. I mean, letting your players pick their world, I feel like that means that your heart's in the right place. You're saying, what are you going to have fun doing? Then I will do that for you. I agree. This sounds like the dream. Yeah. And this this
4: was a beautiful question, but we do get a lot of... We get a lot of cases like this that are a lot of DMs second guessing what they've done yeah. or like did yeah. I fuck up? Are my players mad? And I I think it's a it's a good way to remind people that DMing is hard and you have to yeah. and DMs should have fun too. There's a reason yeah. this this yeah. Crit, this crit. Often sides with the DM because it's a mm-hmm. it's a hard job. That
2: is yeah. literally what last one literally it was like kind of a tie, maybe even in favor of the player. But I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna side with the DM in yeah. this case because it is so much work. I would and, say tie yeah. usually
3: goes to the DM. Uh, like <laughs> like don't didn't we learn from our PowerPoint presentation that I am the most DM leaning? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's because I I love a DM.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tough his work. name is Brian Murphy. <laughs> I, I think Ew,
3: I can't believe I said the B word. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I think Brian. that uh, it's it's very commendable that she was able to keep up three campaigns at once. That's yeah. crazy. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she's doing an awesome job um, for all of her players, especially just like letting them choose what kind of world they want to do. Yeah. Um but I also, you know, I wanna remind your sister to look out for her too. Make sure she's Aww. having mm-hmm. fun and Absolutely. to be make sure you're running the games that you know you want to run and that you want to play and if you're catering to your players this much and if you care this much about what they want to play, what their experience is. I am positive that she is a good DM.
3: Also, yeah. the fact that mm-hmm. all three campaigns are still running, it means you're doing something yeah. very right. Yeah, you know Definitely. you're a bad, you know so you're a bad DM
2: if all of the campaigns are done like after the first session. Yeah, we <laughs> get
3: so many yeah. questions of people, like even people who are good DMs with good groups of friends, still talk about how hard it is to schedule. Like, it, it's it's I think a feat to even be meeting up every week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: If any of these players aren't grateful, we're gonna come downstairs and we're gonna give them a talking to.
4: That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. That Don't make true. me come down there. We're gonna we're gonna give them
2: straws me... and we're gonna throw them in a hedge mm. maze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Why
3: is this a bit? Why can't we forget that it happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can't. Never.
4: Yeah. Never. Um, okay. <gasps> Crit is back in session. Recess is over. Um, and we're coming back for some shark farts. All right, let's be mean um, again.
3: Sharks! So many yeah. animals.
4: Right? Yeah, that, that's true. Ryan F. writes, Can a were-shark fart if oh. it pleases the court but displeases the lowly bailiff? During uh. quarantine, I started DMing. Don't worry, it's there. it'll make sense in a second. I started okay. DMing for my four- and seven-year-old sons. Okay. During a session Aww. for my four-year-old... Okay. Yeah, now they're, they're children, so now. the toots yeah. are cute. <laughs> toots are cute now. All During right. a session for my four-year-old's were-shark named Sharkbait... Uh, they were attempting Aww. to sneak behind some goblins, but after failing his stealth check, I said he farted and alerted the goblins. My four-year-old retorted that sharks can't fart. I said that he could since he's a were-shark with a human-like legs and he would have a human-like butthole. <laughs> but my seven-year-old, after recently learning about sharks, came to his brother's defense saying that his his character had a shark tail. He would have a cloaca and a- and anal fin and his farts would be silent. So which is it? Does a were-shark have a human-like butthole or a shark cloaca? Also, would this ruling extend to other were-beasts? So
3: I looked looked up do sharks fart. Me too. Um, And what I'm reading so far... Sand tiger sharks, just about this, gulp air from the surface of the water and store it, which prevents them from sinking when they stop swimming. We've all seen tiger sharks in aquariums just hanging there, unlike most sharks, which would sink. Well, this is their secret. They let air out in the form of a fart when they want to lose buoyancy. As for other shark species, we just don't know.
1: (laughs) So more research is required. They're not ripping loud ass, though. Yeah, but they're expelling gas from their cloaca. They
4: expel somewhere. air from their butts, though.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah. well, butt. well, specifically the tiger shark, they said for other sharks, they don't know. Mm-hmm. So. I think
2: if your child is going to bust out the word clo- cloaca, <laughs> you have to go with them. <laughs> you yeah, have to be like, oh my god, I'm so proud of you.
3: Excuse me, little genius man, nurture it. this in you. Your kids <laughs> are running
4: circles around you, and it turns <laughs> out that- like, The four-year-old is a low-key genius, too, because the four-year-old knew about the cloaca without actually knowing the word cloaca. He just said sharks can't fart, and he's fucking right. This is a great way to
2: accidentally teach your kids is to DM harshly against them so that they have to research things and then fight you. (laughs) Yeah,
3: and then someday they'll be famous scientists, and they'll buy you a fucking house with a fucking pool, (laughs) and you can go get a shark and see if it farts.
1: One of, yeah, one day these kids will be accepting their Nobel prize for shark fart research. And
3: I'll
1: have <laughs> you think. Yeah. I I actually think that I do agree with the kid.
2: The kid said they have a shark tail. Yeah. So they would have mm-hmm. like a shark butt, not like a a regular butt.
3: Yeah. That's true. I think I I think <laughs> I agree with their logic and also I think I'm going to remind everyone blasting grandma. There's like some people mm-hmm. Yeah. Like kids that are trying to be clever, not cute, and grandmas that they they get what they want.
1: Mm. And this is honestly the DM's fault because uh, normally when we do a session zero, uh, Murph asks us we if talk our our about the farts, cloacas or not. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. We do do a whole session. That's just like what sort of noises can I and make? Are are yeah.
2: farts caused by the butt cheeks? Because like. Dogs, oh. dogs fart and it smells terrible, but they don't right, like but rip at you. Really. You don't hear like a loud. <laughs> it's like, can horn. you hear
3: a dog fart? That's a good no. question. Callwell, do you ever hear your dog fart?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I've definitely smelled her farts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my baby can fart and does quite often, yeah. and it's very funny. But yeah. uh, the dog silent farts. Yeah, it's the cheeks. It's the it's cheeks. It's the ripple.
4: It's the ripple okay. of the cheeks. Sharks don't have cheeks. Mm. Yeah.
3: Although air coming out would make a glug glug sound. But it sounds like they weren't underwater in this battle. Right. Again, yeah, this is why you have shark. to
1: ask your players: What's going on down there? Yeah. Do you yeah. have butt
4: cheeks? How many holes? What do you have butt cheek wise? I want to say something in the shark dad's defense, or just Without like... the
3: cheeks does it make a squeak.
4: <laughs> Very. I put that before the court,
3: <laughs> ladies
4: and gentlemen of the jury. Um, so here's my here's what I would posit, though, uh, in in the Harriet defense. Um, there's no noise, <laughs> but diet. there is a, there's a smell. There's a stench. Mm. No noise. Oh. In defense yes. of the stench, the someone could be alerted to activity near them if the smell changed. If somebody farted and it was silent oh. but deadly, yeah. Um, yeah, you could be discovered. And sharks way. have a diet of mostly meat and
1: garbage. So yeah. you know it's going to be a stinky farm. I don't want to
4: rule against the children. I'm just I'm submitting <laughs> But you're making matters. a case for it.
3: Okay, so Jake is officially ruling against the children. Holy so shit, this dude. Is, or this is... I was w-
4: playing devil's advocate, and i wow like to actually... Moment. And
3: I'm thinking about how excited... I'm yeah. just a
4: bailiff. I shouldn't be talking. I shouldn't... I'm not supposed to be you here. What, I'm that, with Jake. About the hedge I'm defense, with Jake And here. now
3: I'm starting to feel like, holy Wait. shit. Like, what did I do? Who have I been complicit? I wasn't
4: with? supposed to talk during the case. I really, <laughs> I just say, I just say the decision afterwards. All
1: right, I don't want to. He's having him. it both ways. Don't let him get away with it. I and think I I would... I'm
3: just landing on no cheeks, no squeak.
1: No cheeks, no squeaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, this is the Vigo horse
2: No rule. cheeks,
3: no squeak. No cheeks, no squeaks. You can sneak.
2: Sorry, Dad. Oh, <laughs> No cheeks, wow. no squeaks. You can sneak. Tell your kids. Tell your kids this rhyme.
1: The
4: rhyme makes it canon.
2: The rhyme
1: makes it canon. Oh, they're going to get in trouble at school.
2: Kids, take I, a seat. I would say in 99% uh, in no no of other cases, if this was brought up, it would just be like, yeah, of course we rule with the DM. This, They failed their stealth check. This stuff would just said for flavor, but kids hmm. take everything literally. Literally, so you can't mm-hmm. go to a kid and yeah. be like, "This is what happens," because then they're going to be like, "Oh, but here, like you've yeah. left you've left yourself open for your for your very smart children." Yeah, uh, <laughs> you should be proud, but also we need to punish you. Yeah, sorry, kids, yeah. Y- y- your dad's getting punished. Your dad's getting punished. We not, eat shark farts, Are we all right? siding with the kids except for Jake? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I I with the kids. So okay, that's three, three to three one. A, three for the kids. It's not three, three to one. It's unanimous. It's unanimous. Fucking brutal. I love the children. What are we, what are we gonna Jake, do? You here? gotta go
1: to this dad's house and yeah. you gotta punish them. What? Holy crap! Uh, I
2: guess yeah. The punishment will be Jake and this dad have to hang out and shit talk your kids. What? what? Wow. I <laughs> want to do to that. Jake going it's on your like children. Cruel and unusual
4: punishment for both uh, of
2: us.
3: It's like a privilege for Jake. He's into yeah, it. He, he can't no, wait. He, he hates
2: children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously though, congrats on your on your very smart kids.
4: Jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess so. Ordered. Uh, message me. Uh, message one. me your wow. address and yeah. I two mean in a,
2: two in a
1: row where, where we can't agree. It's nice to have an easy case every once in a while, you know.
4: Yeah. Okay, well, we've been ending these uh, these crit sessions with a confessional. So if you guys would like Ooh. to hear,
1: hear one. Yeah. Oh yes, on me. take me to church.
2: Abby
4: R. Um, because we don't separate church and state here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Horribly corrupt. Yeah. Uh, we are now in the house of Dice Christ.
4: Uh, <laughs> the judges take off their robes and put on Pope hats. It's different really robes. fucked up.
3: <laughs> we take off our robes and put Priestley on different robes. Priestly Dice Christ robes.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: the bailiff becomes the organ player. All right, Uh, Jake, Jake, tell us the sins
2: of of our listeners.
4: You got it. R writes, may it please the uh, court or church. Uh, This is (laughs) actually me turning myself in for (sighs) something I I believe was unjust of me. A while back, I was DMing a casual high-level one-shot for a group of friends. The players all had powerful magical items, and one had the nine lives cleaver, a sword that on a nat 20, the target must make a con save or be fully dead. As a joke, during some RP, the character with the magical item said that they bonked another character over the head with the sword and as a joke i told them to make an attack roll they rolled a nat 20 and the person who got bonked made a con save which they failed i told them it was okay and they didn't have to be dead because it was just a joke but the rest of the (laughs) table was committed to the bit and the character stayed dead despite my protesting they told me that it was okay and since it was only a one shot they didn't care but i've never stopped feeling guilty about it was i in the wrong or was it a funny joke that went a bit too far Wow. I think it
3: was just a funny joke. It seemed yeah, like it yeah. didn't go too far. It sounds like
4: the the other people were committed to it. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like everyone everyone liked it. You left this to Dice Christ, and Dice Christ
3: gave that you your answer. That is
2: true.
4: The dice tell their story. Once this was introduced, it needed to kill someone. The fact that <laughs> yeah. it happened on a dude. It was, it was Chekhov's sword. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: It absolutely had to destroy somebody, especially in a one-shot yeah. to have that oh, for sure and to have it actually come into play. For yeah.
3: sure. I think that happening to me in a one-shot, I would be like, no, 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 I stayed dead. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I would be that player.
1: I guess I want to know if the player, like, an hour in is like, okay, I would like to come back to life, please. He <laughs> said it was a yeah. joke, right? It sounds like it must have <laughs> happened at the end because they
2: just had a one-shot. I mean, this DM literally said, you don't have to do this, and all the players were like, no, no, no,
1: this is awesome. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. Can we offer a Dice Christ blessing to this player for committing so hard? Yeah. yeah. Dice Christ a blessings to you all. Oh, I like that, to, yeah. To you for
2: um, caring so much about your party, uh, but we ab- absolve you of, mm-hmm. uh, absolve of your you. sins. Yeah. <laughs> dice exact. christ dissol- absolves you of your sins. Yeah. We, we actually have we, we have no it. power. We can't That's do true. it. Yeah. We yeah. do it we, uh, no. on their behalf. We are
3: but vessels of dice We are but vessels
1: indeed, envoys.
2: Unlike normal church, you can just come in for confession and we might just say you're fine. You didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're totally good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just think about
2: how Yeah, there's really not a monetary you're incentive
3: great. for us to punish you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no punishment.
1: No punishment at you all. You did
3: nothing wrong.
1: You got you know what? Do you wanna hang out actually? Yeah. yeah. We can get out of this confession booth and we can go get some donuts.
4: <laughs> oh, that's cool. Or you if could come you could come visit like uh, the shark dad with me and we can shit talk to children. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness.
2: All right. The hang was going so well. All right, everybody. Why don't we go ahead and wrap this one up? Thank you all so much for listening. Um, You can listen to uh, Heartside Chats. That's Mm. the bonus this week over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N A Don't sing yet. Um, Does anybody
4: have anything they'd like to plug? I would plug the the HeadGum Podcast live show. Uh yeah. in the oh, yeah. uh, It's the same night as us. Headgum uh the Headgum Podcast is opening for NADPO. That show is sold out, but you can catch the other one. Uh
2: check it out. And we'll hopefully be announcing uh other live shows soon. We really want to get back out there uh and see everybody. And thank you yeah. to everyone who bought tickets already. Yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. They sold Fucking out awesome. yeah. so fast. Um, but
3: it was can... it was definitely a call to action for more yeah. live shows. It, and we hear more yeah. seats. We want to mm-hmm. we want to see
4: mm-hmm. everybody, so yeah. we'll we'll do more seats. <laughs> If you
2: didn't get it this time, we will be on the road again soon. So be on the lookout for tickets uh, when we announce them. And hopefully we'll do some. I'm so
1: sick of this house. I'm so sick of this (laughs) tiny room where I record. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sweet, guys. Um, Anything else to plug? Uh, I would love to shout out some stuff from our P.O. box, if that's okay. Sweet. I'd love it. Let's do it. it. Here we go. Uh, Marcus L. sent us a copy of the guidebook for their homebrewed world of Blythmeyer. Mm. It looks absolutely sick. This is a thick-ass booklet. I'm very jealous of your players and all of the fun treats that await them. Troy and Kelly sent us a birth announcement for their firstborn daughter, (gasps) who they named Binky Fiasco. Oh (laughs) my gosh, another. How
3: many Binky Fiascos are out there now?
1: So many little binkies in the world. (laughs) Actually, JK, uh, they named her Fia Jean, which is, (gasps) I think, a slightly better name. Just slightly though. Uh, Congratulations, you two.
3: That's Very so cute, sweet. baby.
1: Big Tim of Big Tim's Funny Books sent us a zine called Guerrilla Warfare that's full of talking apes you can use in Five E. It is uh, perfect oh. for Trinavale. We'll have to go back uh, to the Ranafor so I can, uh, you know, I guess you can have some conversations with apes. <laughs>
4: nice. <Right>?
3: Wow.
1: <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Chris B. sent us a nice note. Uh, Apparently, Chris, this is very fun, just ran a marathon and crossed the finish line while listening to the Smaffire bit from Eldermorn. (gasps) She (gasps) is awesome. awesome. That
3: must have been fucking chariots of fire. We are all succeeding together, (laughs) and each of our accomplishments are as cool as you Finishing a marathon.
4: <laughs> send me your medal because I would love to put it on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically, we all did it together. Yeah. Uh
2: huh. Send your medal to Dungeon Mom. Yeah. Melt actually, melt it down know. and send us some of that metal. Something
3: tells me mm. that your efforts uh, made you look a little better than ours. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Cheyenne sent us a nice note uh, and a graduation announcement. Congrats on Congrats. graduating, Cheyenne. Yes. Yes. Ooh, Grace sent us some big 3D printed dice with the third mate's emblems on them. Oh, uh, they are so super big and chunky, and I cannot wait oh my to God. roll a two on this bad boy. Yeah, Thank baby. Thank you so much, Grace. Bring them on uh, stage. Bring them to New York. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I'm going to accidentally. I'm going to step on it and I'm going to trip. <laughs> cool. uh, but anyway, thanks again, Grace. If you would like to send us something, uh, you can do it at 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. Oh, thank you. Sweet, guys. Uh, thank you all so much. Um, you can follow us on social media that we may or may
2: not use. At CHMurf is me. At Caldeez Caldwell. At Jake is Jake. And at E-Axford is Emily. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D.
0: We, we, are, we, are, are, we, we are, we are. The youth,
2: youth of the,
4: the nation.
0: Nation. We, we, are, are, we are, we are.
4: Youth of the
0: nation <laughs>
2: It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elder, starting with Brad D, Jeffrey S, Haldor Frostback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M. The goats Nicholas P is being forced to DM for. They actually spent the first hour of the session diligently rolling characters, but as soon as Nicholas started describing the tavern they were in, they all scarfed their dice and started kicking over lamps. Goats gonna goat, I guess. Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Jibe G, and Dylan B, marine biologists who have spent their entire life trying to figure out if sharks are capable of farting. 90% of the Supreme Crit salaries goes to financing this vital scientific mission. Daniel the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M., Beardman Dan, Scott D., and Danny P., Dragonborn merchants who used to sell their scales to potion makers, but now exclusively sell them to wandering bards. Turns out they make incredible guitar picks. Mixologist Michael McD, Vincent W., Balnor's Boy, and Andrew B., farmers and artisans who crafted the corn maze within which the Supreme Crit is currently trapped. They want to help rescue the justices, but are under specific instructions not to intervene no matter how many times we tug on our super long straws. Justin I, Ragnar Fadewind, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M, and Trele the Crayfay, rogues who replaced their cunning action with a pruning action and can perfectly trim a bush to conceal their shape. Many have tried to stop these hedge lords, but all end up bushwhacked. Jared E, Austin Bonesaw MR, Damular... Cyborg version of Josh the Cobalt and Gay M, the monks of Dice Christ. They live in an abbey in the middle of the woods and play D&D all day while drinking homemade wine. They're not celibate either. Literally, there are zero drawbacks. These people have better lives than us, and we simply must accept it. Such is Dice Christ's way. Philbert the Fabulous, Richard X Machina, Michael L, Trash the Traveler, and Sir Carl, loyal subjects of the Dungeon Mummy, a.k.a. the Dungeon Queen. Currently, she's letting them play in an anime-based campaign where every character has blue hair, a giant sword, and a personalized Gundam. Truly, her benevolence knows no bounds. Jory S, Dana G, Calamel, and Jack L... Mad scientists who created a shark with butt muscles capable of farting. Unfortunately, adding these glutes also allowed the shark to slither on land like a snake. This is how the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a super hilarious farting shark. Flawless Whale, Sam L., Nicholas C., and Samuel B. Wear sharks who don't fart, not because they anatomically can't, just because they eat that clean. Mike H., Udishmaluk, the Baby Bronze Dragon, Matthew E., colton b and adam g dragonborn dermatologists who were absolutely seething at Cass m's questions also as dragonborn dermatologists they are quite literally dragonborn potion makers and are struggling to believe that a dragonborn potion maker would be so gruesome megan s nabadger panama james and cummins the bard hedge maze scapers who knew exactly what emily was talking about and weren't confused at all good for them captain sigil Grace G, Drew Nasty, Cece Lulu, and Barnzenator reverse rogues who use their bonus action to get everyone's attention and get flaunt attack, which is where they add extra damage based on how loud and flashy they can be insufferable. Michelle O., Timmy R., Jonathan W., the crock-wearing warrior, Lucas B., and Aaron S., a pantheon of goat deities that hold the secrets of goat life and death, only they can say what truly happens to a goat when they die, and they've hidden themselves in a pocket dimension after a brutal war with the sheep gods. It's Kevin, run down Johnny's pubis mound, New York, Stephen C., and KJ, hedgecrafters who make topiaries that are the perfect size and shape for rogues to hide behind. Michael M., Mike K., Joy T., Nick W., and Taylor A., The Polymorph Paralegals. These students of law are working to set a new precedent for what a polymorphed individual can get away with. Esme M., Kelsey C., Casimir the All-Knowing, Big Bad of the Mad, and Eric McD., Makers of the Cloaca of Displacement. It acts like the Cloak of Displacement, but can only be equipped by wear sharks and wearbirds Giant Monsters on the Horizon, Thrath, Burley T, J Dragonborn, Joe Ro the and Cody B. A crew of goblins that specifically has advantage on perception checks for farts. Turns out a lot of stealthing adventurers get caught that way. Liam D, the Sandrian, Ben A. Feldonis, and Dave H, Congress Possums, who are currently drafting a bill to get polymorphed goats out of their human contracts. Here's hoping the Crick government passes it. Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, and Dustin S. Anthropomorphic sharks who escaped SeaWorld by subduing their keepers with silent but deadly shark farts. Connor F., the Time Walker, two left eyes, and DPC is awesome. Dragonborns who collect dragon scales. They're covered in horrific sores, but their collections are growing. Aston S, Blair the Bug Blair Barbarian, Porkchop, Chanel M, Valet C Raptor, Hedge Gnomes. These tiny tricksters will steal your lawn care equipment and then disappear into any nearby topiaries. Teehee! Manette F, Pat L, Achutha A, Lauren H, and David M. Mall ninjas who carry replica Nine Lives cleavers with no magical powers. Somehow they've still managed to behead each other. Elias Hawthorne, Alex H., The Eldest Berry, Evan V., Ryan S., and The Bone Duster, The Goat Goats. These goats are the greatest of all time. These absolute legends can hop on rocks and crush tin cans like it's nobody's business. Robit CRSP, Idrasil, Brentley C., Micah B., Ploops, and Carly Ann wear sharks who bite people to spread their lycanthropy and make some new friends. Unfortunately, most of their new friends end up dying of grievous shark wounds. Lori P., Seth AJ, Spam Gaming the Not-So-Skilled Gamer, Connor Savage, and Christopher J. Pebblepot, literal hedge knights. No, they aren't wandering knights without a kingdom, but rather brave knights who protect a single line of bushes. Leviathan, Biocourt 7, Remington CD, Amber Dextrous, Thrill of the Fright, an adventuring party who were polymorphed into possums. Unfortunately for them, everyone knows that possums are highly litigious, so their contracts all stayed intact. Sullivan H., Trub Hopdropper, Sydney T., Alex C., The Element God, and Lindsay W., Goats in the game Nicholas P. Must Now DM. They're all playing Irococra rogues, and if that's not bad enough, they also ate Nicholas's duvet. Champ Wild, Valon, Sprite Pepsi, Carlin C., Anthony S., and Jake. We're sharks, who should be good at sneaking around since they never fart, but actually Valen keeps burping and Jake continually knocks stuff over with their tail. CCA, Matthew J, TRP, Michael S. the Bone Duster and Noah, Ryan F.'s other children who weren't playing in Ryan's game but nonetheless are going to be ruthlessly shit-talked by Bailiff Jake. Sorry, that's the ruling. Estelle, Baroness, Sebastian's romance partner from the Baronies, Conflicted DM, Justin LB and Dandy, Dragonborn, who recently found that their scales are worth good money but decided to use their intimate understanding of their own scales to forge fake ones. Smarter, more sustainable, not gross. Jennifer R., Clifton A., Richard G., M. Barber, and Marcos P., Dermatologists who are suddenly getting a ton of appointments booked by Cass M's player. They're surprised that their new patient is booking at peak traffic times as well, but hey, money is money. Pup K-Lash, Gabriel M, Learns the Balanced Druid, Dakota JP, and Pago's self-proclaimed Faye Prince, hedge maze designers who have built a hedge maze that is impossible to solve no matter how long your straw is. What? Tracy P, the Crickgolf Librarian, Andy E, Scrumpy Bogpipe, Holly and Anthony A., Court stenographers, who also act as deacons when the court shifts gears to church. It's inconvenient to lug a typewriter and a robe to work every day, but at least there's free lunch. Abigail, Egg Infinitum, Sloth King 777, Chungledown Cal, and Commodore Galaxy. The gnolls from Andrew's game, who will freely admit they were not keeping an eye on anything. Wow, we should have called witnesses. Edison N., Russell H., neos and laura are lawyers who were arguing the polymorphed goat case until the goat started braying and bucking to the point where the case had to be called off because it just seemed like everyone was already in hell thank you all so much for listening uh thank you to all of our listeners all of our patreon subscribers and of course all of our benevolent council of elders you can head on over to our patreon patreon.com nadpod to listen to uh, the heart Side chats that we did as bonus content this week uh until then we'll catch you all next time